Welcome to Death Readers. I'm Doug. I'm Rob. This is episode 58 of Death Readers, the podcast where we read through the Harry Potter book series. This is my first time reading it. Uh, Rob is helping me read through it and figure out how to deal with it. I have, I have <laughs> never, I have never read these books. Did you mean I'm helping you figure out how to deal with it, or I'm figuring out how to deal with it now that I'm really reading it for essentially the first time? Because there's there's been some of that. Is this really just we're both actually rereading it for the first time? It just took you eight times. I, 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 I'm 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 finally reading it with a uh, more than my id. <laughs> God, that's I wish I had that capacity to read with exclusively my id. I can't turn off the rest of my. You I can't just turn off the my book ego. down your pants. <laughs> that how I don't have eyeballs down there. I have a different kind of. Well, well it's 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 like a very rough braille. Uh, I feel like I would be able to read a a book with my balls as well as I would be able to read Braille with my fingertips. <laughs> that is to say, not at all. Not at all at all. Okay, yours. Um, without training. <laughs> the this eh, Fuck it. This is the worst show. Um, um, <laughs> that's the Death Reader's guarantee. <laughs> fuck it. It's the worst show. This I, I have never read these books, so it's, it's when I say it's the first time, I mean like I am I grew up in the period of time where I was in high school and the books were coming out, etc. I'm, I'm I'm probably the same age as the cast, uh, roughly, probably, maybe a little older. So like it's I I had the option to read the books or watch the movies, and I chose to watch the movies because like at the time I was like people are always telling me books are better than movies, but like movies are easier to watch, so fuck books. <laughs> like I'm gonna watch movies and. Like people who are saying the the books are better are uh, snobs, and then I, I deliberately didn't read the Harry Potter books until all the like the the movies came out, and then I didn't read them for like a year, ten years, and then like we started this podcast. So now that's the brief history of Death Readers, as if you don't know it already. This uh in this episode we'll be reading through the last three chapters of Harry Potter and the Half Blood Prince. This is the book wrap party. It is. We are here. We have. Unfortunately, done more slogging than I thought was going to happen, but we made it. It was, and it was a, it feels like it was a relatively fast read. Like I know yeah. it's, well, I was looking at the page count, right? Mm-hmm. And it's only 700 pages, right? It, like it's, in retrospect, it was a fast read, but there were certainly some chapters where it was, I, I, I was feeling the, oh, there's another one after this. Really? Okay. Yeah. It definitely feels like it lost a lot of steam, like in the arc. Mm-hmm. In this book, like in the overarching like uh, design of the the series plot, feels like it took a hit mm-hmm. in this book. Where you're like, it simultaneously took a hit because she started to retcon shit to make it seem like it was more well constructed than it was. I think you see that when you come to the like, okay, we're at this point right now where we're dealing with, oh shit, Voldemort has like horcruxes that's new and incredibly powerful and like somehow conveniently explains a lot Mm -hmm. but also we haven't been introduced to the deathly hallows which are also a very similar plot device i what are those i don't even know what you're talking about yeah exactly you'd think if there was something that was that like crucial to the world building there's i feel like there's a lot more of that coming too (sighs) okay i i don't know what makes good storytelling Apparently. <laughs> maybe maybe you do. Maybe you do. Nah. Okay. Nah. Okay. I don't know. It's it's you know, it's just it's better to assume that you're always wrong. 
Because then you'll always be right. I don't know. It okay. makes sense. Fuck you. Well, okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I don't know if it makes sense. I'm just combative. I'm sorry. I'm. You 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 put a huge book away. That was that was traumatic. And and you know it ended in this anyway. Okay. Well, we're gonna go through like I said the last three chapters. Page by page. If this is your first time listening, the way we do this is we we read through the books, we take our page notes, and we we go through them chronologically, numerically, and until we're at the end, and we discuss our our concept and our notes. So, uh, if this is your first time listening again, why would it be? Go back and listen to the rest of them. Um, if you give a shit, the uh, sorry, that's not nice. I'm in a funk, and I'm gonna get out of it. Um, but uh. We have been encouraging in the last couple of books the, the listeners to go back and if they are going to read, read read through it, read through it with us so that you catch these pages and these notes as we read through them. So it's more fresh for you so that, you know, you're not just like, what are they talking about? Because we're, we're not going to use, we're not going to spoon feed it necessarily like what yeah. the context of what's happening or whatever. This but we're a grown gonna, up podcast for grown ups. It's a mature podcast for mature adults. That's what I That's said. That's the phrase. Damn it. <laughs> I suck at branding. <laughs> Luckily, I'm here. I've got a hot iron to brand this show. Ugh. I mean, well, sure. I'm trying to remember if anything in Harry Potter has been branded. Oh. Like if goblins or like house elves. It seems like, like Sirius Black could have been, but he always had the tattoos. They could have done prisoner branding. What about like like hippogriffs or like Weasley Wizard Weezes is a brand. But you're talking about high iron branding. Um, I'm talking about high iron. Yeah, exactly. Uh, centaurs. Maybe that's why they're so angry. No, because they're wild and free. Uh, not all of them. You just see going to the Great Hall and be like, hey, friends, going to rustle up some grub? Because you, you rustle horses. I'll allow it. Okay. It wasn't um, great, but it was off the top of my head. No, uh, go for it. You got to go for it. You got to feel free. You got to be like a centaur in the forest. In fact, I bet he's got a Ministry of Magic brand on his flank, and that's why they hate the Ministry so much. It's probably because they think they're inhuman and are basically racist. Well, hell, the Dark Mark's kind of a brand. It is kind of a brand, but it's 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 not the same kind of brand. It's it's like it's a voluntary brand. It's a Russell brand. That's not. But like Russell, and Russell, see what I did? Because Russell from Earth. There you go. But the Death Eaters aren't horses. Russell Brand. <laughs> I'll cut all that out and put it at the end. Oh, this is just, no, no. It's fine. This is this is not me exhaling from uh, anxiety. This is I'm, I'm eating soup. You can't tell, and I'm blowing on it. <laughs> uh. So, um. Well, do you have any other, do you have any housekeeping? Anything else to talk about? I don't. I was even Googling to see if anything interesting happened on, say, I don't know, Twitter. <laughs> um, but nothing of late. No. Well, if you don't have any housekeeping, uh, we can just move on. Let us move on. That I think that brings us to uh, chapter 28. The Flight of the Prince. Uh, what's your first page note? 599. Whoa, that's before mine. Has anyone in a real fight ever yelled, take that? I don't know. I don't have a... Or is, that, or is that a convention only for uh, media where it was like maybe a radio player or a television they need to communicate that a fight's happening that you can't necessarily see? 
I, w- I would believe that. I mean, I just I see it so often, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't. I think I think in I, I don't know. I haven't been in fights <laughs> really. I think that like, it's my guess that people in fights probably just say things like they use expletives and like derogatory terms and like threats more further threats of violence. They offer but generous t- heaping portions of their own machismo. Would you yeah. like some of this? Do you want some of this? They ask. <laughs> you said it like such a dandy. <laughs> <laughs> like it just made me think of like of a, of a fop in a in a fist fight. Sink me. Would, would you would you like some of this? Oh, would you like more of this? Mm. Had enough, have you? I'd give you a big heaping helping of what ho. Reginald, hold my wig. I'm going to teach this loust. I don't know. <laughs> oh, loust. I love it. <laughs> loust is the best. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a real word. It's if, not. I think I, it's so I think not. I, was going for, I think I was going for louse. Yep. And lout. And uh, yeah, it was. Oof. No, loust is amazing. It's my new favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> Reginald, hold my wig. <laughs> about to smack this bitch up <laughs> um yeah so like <laughs> i like that that's a good idea um but yeah i don't i don't know i don't think so i, I mean or or people will say like in books or in, in media you'll hear like get back here i don't know if people say that like i don't know Do i'd be able to say get that? back here i think maybe after a dog or a very small child yeah but like, when you're actually chasing somebody, like, why would you expect that to result oh, in like? You're right. That's like that's like picking up the phone and going, "Hello, nine one one." Right. Because you know, nine one one has just said, "Nine one one, what's your emergency?" Right. Um. Although I do have, I do know of a case where that has been used on purpose, where okay, a, a friend of mine saw somebody being um, assaulted on the street. And held their phone up and went, hello, 911, so the uh, attacker would run off instead of continue. So. Did it work? Yeah. Cool. But also, it, 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 knowing that, it just seemed like, that's just so ridiculous. Why would you say that? That's not how you talk to people. Hello, 911. I hate it. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I have issues. No. Yeah, Point well, is, uh, take that. Yeah, I don't think that that's a thing people say. But then again, I'm not a dueling wizard. Mm. So. Mm. Or or a, a dueling dandy. <laughs> it's my favorite. Loust. <laughs> um, what's your next note? Six hundred. All right, mine's six oh four. So you go until you're at six oh four. Um, I got six hundred. I got super tired of the uh, constant reference to the brother and sister. I don't know if you noticed that. I did notice that, and it was weird because Dumble had already named them uh, Amicus and Electo. And I didn't understand why there wasn't just a line of Harry ran after the brother and sister. Sure. What did Dumbledore call them? Amicus. And who was the... Oh, Electo. And then at that point, you could just call them Amicus and Electo. Why did she keep saying the brother and sister? It was very odd. It felt... I mean, Harry Harry knows their names? Harry would have heard Dumbledore say it. I don't know, man. I... I, But I'm saying narratively, you could have just made that transition. So when they show up in the... uh, in, in book seven, you'll have a little because they come out of nowhere in book seven as characters, and you're like, I guess they were there at the end, but that would have helped the little bit of cementing. 
there's a lot of things that would have helped. Yeah. Um, that's one of them. I, I, I feel like it was definitely tedious to continually read the brother and sister are doing this. And I'm like, like there are more than one brother and sister in this world. Right. Right. That are like in this same area. Right. Ron and Jenny are in the hallway. Right. Like who is he? It was, it was chaotic and confusing, but I mean, maybe that, I don't think that was necessarily that deliberate because the, you know, the genius of JK Rowling is that like that situation is supposed to be chaotic. So like you through Harry's eyes are experiencing that chaos and that violence. And it's like, God, she's so fucking smart and like good at this. You just don't get it. You have you've had Apple opportunity to get it. No, she's she's a genius. She's definitely like such a good writer that she's deliberately being bad so that you feel how bad it is, and that's because that's like meta. Well, he's so dumb. I don't know. I'm just I'm just so dumb. Oh my um, god, don't be dumb. The uh, yeah, it, it was weird. I uh, same. I mean, I think I mentioned. Uh, at some point later about this like enormous blonde guy because it was the same situation yeah where, like, there's an enormous blonde wizard who is very violent and like crazy but like they're not saying his name ever and we don't know who he is where he comes from just enormous blonde guy he might be the one who had died and then they talk about it later and they're saying one of them died got hit by a killing curse no i think the one that got hit by the killing curse was the one that harry stupefied wasn't it I don't even remember. Because it was because no he, he the giant blonde guy cast the spell that killed the other Death Reader because okay. it dodged Lupin. Or, yeah. Or, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or it, it, it like it missed Lupin. I think it was he was coming down or something like that. It missed somebody important and hit this Death re, uh, Death Eater. Uh, and I, I don't. I think I think that's who it was, but I don't really remember. Uh, it's too many fucking things happening out of nowhere. This whole event happens quickly and in chaotically, and it just. It's mostly Harry running through Hogwarts. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's not really much more than that. And, um, and, and who's who. Yeah. Uh, like, everyone's in this melee and, and, or, you know, whatever. It's not really a melee because they're not fist fighting. But, oh, is that? Oh, okay. Except, you know, except Bill. Um, he was face fighting. Yeah. You should never punch people with your face. Mm-mm. It's usually going to hurt you more than it hurts them. Um, Let that be a lesson. <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Headbutting's cool, but... but that's like, your head. That's not your face. It's not your face. You don't hear about face um, butting. <laughs> God damn it. I walked into it. Face first. Nose first. Oh. Um, <laughs> the, uh... Okay, yeah. Um, the brother and sister thing was stupid. I did not like it. Okay, good. Um, good. I... Yeah. I don't know why, like, it feels like we, sh- we could have been here... It feels like we got a handful of like death eater characters that we know about from like goblet of fire, mm-hmm. but they're not here. No. And I don't remember what happened to them. Right. It's well, this is because so much of this is this, this has that feeling of like you watch the first pirates of the Caribbean movie and it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you watch the second one, which is clearly not its own story, but a, a, a lead into part three. Right. And this has that kind of feel to it where you're just like, it's dangling. And I guess book seven might help with that. But it, it up until now, the books have been their own story contributing to a larger narrative. And this is the first one that's just like half a story, excluding the cliffhanger. And you can still do a cliffhanger in a great self-contained story. But this has so many things just like unfinished, not just dangling, but unfinished. Yeah. 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 What's your next note? Okay, 604. Um, 
Ahem. But what? Snape is the Half-Blood Prince? But is he? No, he is. Yeah, I know, but like later, there's the... Well, don't check my shop. He said, I am the Half-Blood Prince Potter. Dare use my own spells against me? Because that's another, you know, people, people, other than me, people so often like to slip into that arch-villain way of speaking. Yeah. Yeah. My note for 604 is, I wish there were more clues that Snape was the Half-Blood Prince. But he's like really good at potions. Uh, he wrote so down. Are, but, oh, I mean, hold on. Let's go with that oh, one first. Okay. Let's just sure. hold on. Before we before we lay out a thing, a whole bunch of things, I have to. Let's just go one by one. Okay. Let's do Piecemeal. it. Piecemeal. Yeah. Sure. The, he is good at potions. Mm-hmm. So are a lot of people. That isn't a singularly unifying, like trait that Professor Snape has. That's not enough to narrow it down. What's the next note? Okay. What's next, your next idea? The next note is. Uh, he wrote down Levy Corpus, and Terry knew that Levy Corpus had been used on Snape in that memory from the Pensieve. He did? That's where Harry got Levy Corpus, the nonverbal one. Sent Ron hanging from, upside down by his ankle. From the from the dream? Remind me of this this or from the from the memory? Okay. So remember when Harry goes and sticks his his, his nose into Snape's memories when Snape leaves the room? And yes. he goes into Snape's worst memory? Yes. And there's a whole altercation where he calls Lily a mudblood and James does levy corpus on him and hangs up yes. Snape upside down and we see Snape's underwear. Yes. And then Harry sees levy corpus in the book and it says nonverbal and he's like, levy, he's thinking levy corpus and Ron wakes up hanging upside down. So so he has that connection or we certainly have that connection. I guess, but I guess that my, my question is like, why would you presume that that spell is exclusive to that person? I wouldn't. That's just one more step that will okay. that will make the whole picture. That's like saying uh, green was used in this painting and green was used in this painting. Therefore, it must be the same artist. I'm not saying that. that that's crazy talk. I'm not saying right. That. Okay, so we'll, we'll I'm saying it's, it's another it's... technique. Okay, go ahead. What's okay. your next one? Uh, uh, Sectum Sempra. Snape knew right what to do to fix it. Sure, but again, to me, that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, there... Okay, okay. I guess I don't understand how magic works, because to me, it's like, if someone's shot, you know, the the caliber of bullet will it has a sense of, like, how much more damage it can do, but you're still dealing with a gunshot wound. Okay. So, like, okay. if you heal it presu- with magic... Presumably, it would be no different than you heal a lot of other different things. I don't know. They don't talk about this. Like okay. they don't. There's nothing in the books that implies that like knowing how to heal a specific spell means you are f- you're familiar with that spell or the damage from a spell. I saved the best for last. All right. All right. There's that part where Harry read, uh, "I Severus Snape, the Half Blood Prince, really want to get Lily Evans to polish my wand." I don't remember that. You know what? It was that was that was that was an online thing i i just stumbled up i wasn't never mind you know what never mind that was okay um you know your wife's listening to this mine's not i can do whatever i want (laughs) (laughs) oh your your wife listens invested wives why (laughs) um i still don't feel i don't feel like it was enough i feel like it was there were there i don't feel like there were actual clues Sure. I mean, I'm bad at I'm bad at clues. I guess like I'm okay with like that. I'm 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 not good at riddles and shit. I'm too impatient for them. But like this did not feel like 
there was an- enough really leading up to it to make it more than just a out of left field reveal. It's like, okay, think of it this way. Like, there's no, there's nothing that should make you think that Darth Vader is Luke Skywalker's father, except if you know German. Right. And, and so it, that's why it was such a crazy out of left field surprise because it was in no way like teased or led on. Unless you count Alec Guinness's little stumble with his eyes, which, which worked perfectly in retrospect. Which stumble? Well, when they're talking about it, he gets this like shifty look where he's like, uh, a young pupil of mine killed your dad. And it's totally, it, right. I think, I think originally it was just him like, what the fuck's my line again for this fucking space thing? And then in retrospect, you're like, oh, he looks like he's lying. I still don't think that that's really a clue. No, <laughs> like, it's not. No, that's, that's, yeah. that's, 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 like, that's what this feels like. It feels like that. It feels like that Darth Vader reveal where it's like, unless you are the person writing it, you don't, there's no clues. Right. Um, and I feel like these clues, like there's nothing, I guess that what I missed was in this, this book, some sort of idea that these spells that are in the Half-Blood Prince's book, while they mention that like he may have invented them, I think they mentioned that idea, they don't say in any way like, and no one else has ever learned them. <laughs> like, there's no part where it says like, like for example, like uh, Wingardium Leviosa is a spell that somebody apparently had to invent. Yep. But, but everybody knows. Right. So like, how, what, how does that information get disseminated how does it get become part of the tutelage and which elements are like like what makes a spell like a personal thing like a a, a personally crafted magical incantation versus something everybody already knows all the time like there's so much of this this series that is reliant on you the audience being a nascent observer who has to trust that you don't know anything right stuff like this isn't helpful when it comes to clue laying because you have to assume that you don't know what is and isn't appropriate. Because I think all we had was Lupin saying that spell enjoyed a great vogue in his day. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. It is it, is a bummer because it's like it's a it's a really powerful moment. It, it's like or it should be. It should be a really powerful moment where like this character who we've had. We've been like we even as the audience have been like back and forth on like is he or isn't he like actually really bad. And then we get this moment where he kills, you know, Dumbledore and we have to like confront like we presume this is the moment where we realize he is absolutely the worst all the time. Right. And has been from the beginning, like Harry does, like presumes he's the worst guy from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Boy, wait till you read the next book. It's going to fix everything. Yeah. I hear there's this great an- like out of nowhere in the middle of it animation sequence that ex- explains shit that was never mentioned (laughs) i think there's a moment i saw i think i saw a screenshot recently that apparently there is like a a screenshot from i think goblet of fire uh in like dumbledore's office that has like a 3d replication or like model or something of the deathly hallows Mm -hmm. and it's like it's like that's such cool foreshadowing oh Yes, but it's not at the same time because she was much farther when she was writing the books that she could go add foreshadowing to the earlier movies where she couldn't do that with the books. Right. And you're like, "Eh, you're covering your ass. That's not foreshadowing. That's covering your ass. Right. That's yeah, that's 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 right. In book two, (laughs) Harry was like, what's that triangle circular sticky thing? Right. Maybe. Or like. 
do do I have the only invisibility cloak ever? Right. Right. Or, well, we knew Moody had one. Yeah, but, like, I don't know. I don't like it. Or if the Peverell family had been mentioned at all before this book. Right. Because Leland Gaunt mentions them. And you're like, wow, why did he go out of his way to say that name? Mm-hmm. Anyway. That, yep. Like, uh, the way, was... like, I felt actual excitement in, um, when I start when I read book three the first time, and Hagrid was, t- or they were talking about how Sirius Black was this murderer, and I, like, put the book yeah. down, and I went back to book one, and, like, there in the first chapter, they're mentioning Sirius Black, and I'm like, that's really cool! Right. I'm not getting any of that from this stuff. No. I, I same here, same here. This this like, there's this awkward red herring about is it a girl, that also gets sort of brought up later. Oh, get some notes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've got notes, but like, um, it that's that's it. That's there's, I don't know, man. It just like it feels like the like these these chapters were a lot of like almost trying to reassure the audience that she did it deliberately. I know what I'm doing. That makes sense. Yeah, it's it feels like that. It feels like no, no, no. Yes, yes. Our boat is is full of water, but that is because I wanted you to get a better understanding of what being in the water felt like, so you could appreciate being in a boat. So, but I have a plan to get all this water out of the boat. I have a plan to fix everything. I it's already fixed. Trust me. I had it. I had this plan from the beginning. Anyway, it's not a great metaphor, but that's what it feels like. It feels like. It feels like someone like covering up for a clear deficit in storytelling with I had this plan all along. Mm-hmm. But it, it but like having to have her characters like say like, man, I bet Snape really wishes he didn't put that book in the bottom of his cabinet for 30 years. Man, I really wish I really bet like Snape was real pissed about that and like wouldn't have copped to it anyway. And it's like, why are you justifying this to me? Like. Shouldn't it just be like, shouldn't I just know? Shouldn't I have experienced it enough to, to know all these things as opposed to having to have the characters sit down and, and spend 40 pages telling me what happened in the book mm-hmm. in the, in the previous 600 pages. Like it just feels like I, I, I I'm so tired of having these same notes uh, on this, on these books. I'm so tired of like feeling like they are, there are some parts of them that are really well written and enjoyable. Like I, none are coming to mind, but, they, <laughs> but they, um, like there's part of it's that are enjoyable. Like there's part of it's that are fun. I know that even though I'm not going to try to like go through a list of them, I, I have those feelings, but then there's like these other parts where it just, it's like, I, I think I mentioned it before. I can like, I could see her, I can see her notes. I can see her building her structure and how she's patching it. You can see the scaffolding. And that's, yeah, I can see, you know, I can see the repairs. Gotcha. Okay. That's what it feels like. It's like, I can see the parts where she's like, oh shit, I have a hole here. I better, I better throw a patch on it and sew it up as tight as I can, but it's not airtight. And it seems like it, I wonder how much of this book and the next book were books that like, she just had to rush out because the popularity of these books was like she did the opposite of what George R. R. Martin's doing. Right. Um, and, and she just like, she didn't bother to get them right. She bothered to cash in. That's right. how it kind of plays. It comes off like that. Um, there's clearly parts of these books that are like, obviously were plotted out for a while. The, the whole Snape arc, the, 
the Dumbledore arc, the the how Voldemort works arc, all those things are there. But the the so I think what should, my 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 real point is that like these tools of of narrative escalation that she introduces the Horcruxes, the Deathly Hallows are come out of left field. Mm -hmm. They are not supported in any of the previous stuff. They feel so completely reverse engineered. Mm -hmm. Like we need to have something that makes these stories continually, like progressively intense and we don't have them. Let's put ideas into a bucket and pull them out and, and like pick one. And she lands on two. Like, I mean, it, it feels redundant. Like the idea, it, it feels, it reminds me if you want to get real, like, again, we could, I could take the angle of like, it's also brilliant, man. But like, it reminds me of how the first two books feel interchangeable. Yep. Um, where like the, the, the threat is very similar. Like in this book, the threat is that like, there are these new things that keep, that keep Voldemort immortal. And then the next book, there are more things that keep him immortal that he's after and we have to get all of them. Like we have to stop it all. That's my memory at least. Okay. I, I, I believe without wanting to give too much away, but it is an easy misunderstanding. I don't think Voldemort ever knows about the deathly hallows. Oh, he doesn't not in a way that he's after them. I don't think. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't remember. I, again, like I know. I and that's why the there's like books. this extra layer the way there was like that whole, um, Romilda Vane, Lavender Brown mix-up. Yes. He's right. after some of them, but not because they're hollows. Right. Kind of a thing. Right. Because everything well, I, has, again, like, like I'm... two different meanings, and then there's the extra, and it gets it gets confusing. Well, and it, these also the, the the movies I've seen the least. Sure. Is the last two, and then the uh, the Prince of Thieves. But... Um... So I, I like I I know I'm gonna have like a worse memory about what happens in those books, mm-hmm. and then like, you know, and now I also have my brain polluted with Fantastic Beast shit. So it's trying to for, like actively trying to forget that shit. Like when I saw the second Fantastic Beast movie, I was like, who are these characters? <laughs> like I was like, what what are their motivations? Why are they together? Why are they still together? Why is she doing this? What what is his deal? I feel like I saw it. You did. We talked about this. We have this conversation every time where you don't remember you see it. And then I go, remember the Chinese dragon? And you go, oh, yeah. No, uh, only only from the trailers, though. The one thing I remember is that uh, Queenie goes off with Johnny Depp at the end. And that was like, a, oh, I can't believe she did that. Right. So you've seen it because that wasn't yeah, in the trailer. Right, 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 right. That, but that's like the only thing I remember that's not in the trailer. That's I, it, which is I weird. Think I think I remember that, and I remember that the very, very end has uh, Idris Elba blowing up that rock mountain. Ezra Miller. Like, I appreciate your joke, but I don't remember Ezra Miller doing that, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> the very, very end of the of the movie is is Johnny Depp saying, "You're a Dumbledore, Harry," <laughs> to Ezra Miller, <laughs> Miller, and then On the and then wall. he like he's like. Yeah, he's like, I'm a what? And he's he's like, he's like, and a thumping good one. Yeah, and then and then he like and he like turns around and they're in this like they're in this like Naboo esque, uh, like into the mountain carved mansion thing, okay. and he like turns around and he like force gets his fingers all contorted like this and he goes like, no, 
no, no. Exactly. And then he like he like does this sort of like wrist flourish and then this the like there's this across this fjord is another like granite mountain that like cracks and crumples from the inside and explodes out with like black energy or some shit that sounds maybe familiar and then and then it like cuts back to his like like a t- I, I, I don't remember if these are exactly how it goes sure, with my sure. memory of it it cuts back to like a tight of his face and he's like like scrunched face and like shaking and then like it cuts back to johnny depp like smirking like yeah <laughs> like and it's just like what does any of this mean <laughs> Because I don't think at that point you understand or have any implication that, like, this kid is, like, a Dumbledore. And I'm, I don't even know if that's right. That's my memory of it. Yeah, no, my it is. It's like an infidelity Dumbledore sibling thing, which is supposed to give us some sort of Star Wars soap opera thrill bullshit. Yeah. Ugh. He already had a brother, didn't he? Uh, Yeah, there have been clues in this book that I've tried to point out. Okay. Um, That's okay. In the last book, too. Uh, well, 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 that will come full circle at the end of the seventh book. I keep looking back there because it's, like, hanging off my shelf there, like, looking at me. Oh, you mean this? Uh. <laughs> I mean this. Smooth. Shut up. Shut up your face. Hey, 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 put that down. You can't look at that yet. I was just looking at the page count. Oh, okay. I can tell you what that is. It's roughly the same as this one. Seven hundred and fifty-nine. Yeah, it's pretty close. It is. Well, you know, seven's a magic number. Yeah, I've heard that in this book. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, so, like, I have all that shit. I'm also, like, I, so I don't remember much about that either, except there's this weird, like, Hitler meeting in an underground area that was is really weird. And then they're like, join us or don't. And they're like, the guy from Balls of Fury's there. And he's like, Queenie, I love you. And she's like, I don't know who I am. <laughs> I think I'm a Nazi. <laughs> like, was, was, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is going on with those movies, man. And, like... Newt had a brother. I remember that. Does he? Yeah, that was the other guy. I remember. I but again, remember that was that this. was stuff I got from early literature and the trailer. That like his girlfriend, who was a Lestrange, went with Newt's brother, and Newt was very inadequate. And Tina kept showing up, all super moody and like like Morrissey Tina. I don't like it. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> so uh, my next, what's your next note? Because let's uh, go back I'm, to the notes. I'm done. I'm done with the chapter. I have um, six oh nine. Okay. Uh, is me saying what? It wasn't even a Horcrux after all. No way. Who is Rab? Because again, it's like, is this actually a twist? Because it doesn't feel like it is anything. It feels like. We're, it feels like we're in the, about to go into the seventh book, and we're we are introducing new mysteries as opposed to solving some. Like even the one with Snape here, is it really solved? Is he really a bad guy? Because I feel like there might be a twist coming. He's really a half blood prince or the half blood prince. Well, that what a what it's a, a it's a lame. I mean that it almost didn't deserve a title. No, it's it's a mystery that w- I was waiting to be solved from 
all the way back from the beginning of this book when it was introduced. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it doesn't have that gravitas that I feel like the sixth book at the the end of the sixth book in the seventh book series should have. Pursuant to that statement, uh, you know what else is never solved? For just for example, just throwing it out there since this book introduces mysteries that are never solved. Uh, Dumbledore's hand. We never hear that story. Oh, oh, yeah. We don't know why his hand is all Ever. messed up. It's just like, it's just. I mean, clearly. He, I, well, maybe I need to take that back. No, didn't he destroy one of the Horcruxes? Didn't he destroy the ring? He, I'm not going to. He says it's a thrilling tale and we don't get that. That's what I'm saying. Oh, we, 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 we get enough to put it together, but we, we don't get a thrilling tale. That's, that's why I've always been a little bit bitter about. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm fine with that. Like, well, then I take it back. No, it's just that I get that kind of thing where it's like, you know, we have to, you have to move on at some point and it's not, the story is always told through Harry's like, I don't like, have to move on at some point. I should read these books again. <laughs> um, I, I'm done with the chapter. I'm done with that chapter. That brings me to chapter 29. The Phoenix Lament. Uh, my first note is 618. 614. This is when he's talking about being immobilized. Harry, he Harry. I was under the invisibility cloak, and then Malfoy came through the door and disarmed him. Hermione clapped her hands to her mouth, and Ron groaned. Harry should do Big Bird's I Told You So dance. Oh, because, because Malfoy was a bad guy? Yeah. Yeah. You just rub that yeah. shit in. I I have notes about that later. <laughs> <laughs> just just like Big Bird and Snuffleupagus, man. Ooh, we we don't we don't want to go there again. No, I guess we don't. <laughs> we we talked about that in another episode. Yeah, just just I I, I was feeling particularly vindictive and callow there, so I had to write a note for <laughs> Harry since that's fine. He wasn't letting his inner snake. Or inner beast rise and growl or whatever. It was too busy sitting on his chest. Mm. 618? Also 618. Why don't you go for it? Okay. <clears throat> <sighs> Fuck you, J.K. Rowling. Malfoy never had a hand of glory! <laughs> actually, actually, yeah? Actually, uh... Wrote that in all caps, too. Wow. I, I, yeah, but, but he's, but he, but don't you remember? He's always carrying it around and talking about it or whatever the fuck she said before. He's always doing it. Always. So annoying. These books books don't hold up. These are crap. What what the fuck are we doing this podcast? This is over. You know what's, you know what's annoying is that. It, all it would have taken was a one line in this book, I think it's this book, of her saying, of him, of Draco at some point saying something like, my father bought me that hand of glory or something like that. Just like, just acknowledge that like it has happened in the gutters from the first time we see it and he talks about wanting it to now. Almost like it should have been mentioned in the third, fourth, or fifth books. And wasn't thought of until now when the books are coming to a close. But even now she could have, yeah, he could have right. just said, like, I just got this thing. I'm, I'm holding on to it all the time because I really like it. And then they but could be all, what what's happens. that? And Harry goes, I remember that from Borgen and Burks. Yeah. It could, and it they could say, be maybe that's that... what he got, Harry. And he's like, no, remember he said, leave it here. So this is clearly something else he got. 
exactly that. It could have been it could have been as easy as that, and it's done. And we don't have this weird like question about like why. But he didn't ever have it before. Well, and, and also the gas uh, the 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 characters twice now, because Ron is like, oh, you remember Malf- Malfoy's hand of glory? I mentioned it earlier, and now Hermione's saying, oh, Malfoy's hand of glory. I hate that thing. That they're fucking gaslighting us. Yeah, they're asserting this is to be true, and then we feel like, oh, did I miss something? We didn't, because I've been no. back looking through it. Yeah, you've been you've been investigating it. No, I'm with you, man. It's it's poopy, super um, poopy. My uh, my my six eighteen is uh, Ron has this line where he says that he's gonna have a talk with Fred and George about who they sell their products to. And I, so my, my first... other six eighteen is there. You go. Ron's gonna give Fred and George a talking to about their products. That's summed up now. That's done. That's dealt with. I told you it was coming <laughs> up. That's where it is. Well, I have some problems with it. Oh, okay. Number one. What? <laughs> like oh, they're gonna they're, they're gonna they're gonna somehow listen to you for the first time ever, Mister Ron has this characteristic throughout the entire series where he he gets this like gumption and then he's always shot down. He thinks and he's, he's got like a clout little, that he doesn't have. Yeah, and he's it's, it's routinely he brings it and then he's shot down and he's a little grumpy puss. Yeah, like it's it it's a constant thing. So why would this be any different? Am I supposed to believe that this same behavior we've always experienced because it doesn't have on page someone shutting him down mm-hmm. is some sort of like triumphant character growth or is it the same bullshit? Like I can't tell. But regardless, if even if let's pr- let's presume the twins listen to him and agree to not sell to the Malfoys is there no assurance that somebody else wouldn't come in, buy the shit, and give it to him because he wants it? Right. How like that's not part of this. So so like those are my those are the first note. Second problem is okay, you're gonna have a talking to with him about who they sell what to. Could you also have a talk with them about not selling date rape drugs? Yep. Could, two kids. Could that be two a, kids. Yeah, to children. Well, it, it wouldn't be. It would be. Even if you sold them to adults, it wouldn't make it better. It isn't something you should sell to people. Yeah, yes. I, I feel like there's an argument not, made for it to be that it's worth selling it to kids, but it's, your it's point, not condoms. It's not alcohol. Yeah. It's fucking date rape drugs. Right. Magic roofies. It's not something you will. It's not fact, something you will. Arguably gro- worse gro- than a roofie because it doesn't just knock you out, it, it, it takes away your control of your emotions it well it takes away your control of yourself it completely yes. like it might it's mind control yes like you exist in under the control of whoever's supplying you with this drug from now on it's it's terrible but but like i said it's it's not it's not something that a child would grow into the maturity to use responsibly presumably like all those things we have age limit things for it's always going no. there's no use for it there's, there's no, no use there's no responsible use yeah i see what you're saying so it's, it's, it's so messed up. That's well, um, it's, it's solved now is that your problem with their products being sold has now been addressed and please stop talking about it because we have, uh-huh. uh, other things to tweet about. Why do people keep asking me to be responsible for the things I write? <laughs> I'm sorry for my George McFly laugh, but that was fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I'm 
it's the same thing. Like, I have to be responsible for the things I say on this show. Like, well, I mean, I'm responsible for the things you say on this show. Have you have you used a podcast potion on me? Is that uh, why I say- keep doing this? I'm. <laughs> I'm saying everything you say gets vetted by me. <laughs> do you have any more notes in this chapter? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, six twenty-three. A, a positive note. I've always loved the bit with Fleur and Bill. It's super sweet, oh, yeah? and it's a it breaks the tension with humor. Yeah, I, I like it. And everyone, yep. everyone sees Fleur uh, a, a little bit more of a real self. Um, she's not just a horrible airhead, which she probably never was. We were just assumed that because we saw her through the eyes of people who were just jealous. Um, yeah, and it's, it's sweet. Yeah, this this is what we call an actual like a payoff. Yeah, this this is a well written bit of book where you have an, a, a thing that happens in the beginning of the book that doesn't need to be twisted or or changed to make it more exciting. Uh huh. And then it's resolved because it's like a it's a human thing. Uh-huh. It's a conflict between mothers and the and their sons, or you know any presumably any gender of a person, but they're, they're uh, between mothers and their children's like, fuck it, parents and their children's lovers <laughs> or their children's like partners. They're, they're, that's a that's a very classic familial point of contention. Sure, um, and including that in this book is 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 a classic trope it's fine and it resolves in a very like satisfying and interesting way congratulations like the a the d plot maybe of this book <laughs> may that's pretty generous it's probably more like h like the h plot of this book was well done it paid off i feel like there was a there, there was an opportunity missed maybe for a little bit more uh emphasis on Fleur being like a quarter uh vila mm-hmm. like something in there about her magic like because for one there's i mean i mean i hate to bring it up like this kind of because it's sort of like the opposite of the love potion thing but like velas are naturally like supernaturally attractive mm-hmm. like they bill would very likely have no would be very difficult for him to not continue to be with Fleur. right like, so it, it so, shows so, like, her strength of character Exactly. Gotcha. It shows her being like, no, I, he is the person I want to be with. Literally, like, <laughs> it's that thing of, I could be with anybody I want to be with. I want to be with this guy. I, I'm, I, I like the line where she says, I'm, I think I'm good, good looking enough for the two of us or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That line was great. It was like, it was basically like, fuck you for presuming that I would be obsessed with appearance, like, or his appearance. Like, <laughs> I know what I look like. <laughs> I know what I'm, I'm self actualized and self-satisfied like it's to the point where you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna take care of his wounds step up i love that 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 threshold crossing there too it was really well written like Mm -hmm. that was a really well written moment in all these different ways and it unfortunately had very little to do with this book (laughs) i do have one more note in this chapter okay one more great great payoff has been paid off so that's what was up with Tonks. Oh, yeah. I got <laughs> Talk about being forced in again. Just like to me. Yeah, sure. Like this, the whole like thing about like, is she in love with Sirius? And it's like, what? <laughs> like, why is Harry? Like, I know he's he's a dick. I know he's a sociopath. I know he's a slave owner. But is is Harry Potter flat out stupid? <laughs> 
because that's what that seemed like. And then like, <laughs> it's like the dimmest light in the world turns on over his head where he's like, oh, I guess she was in love with Lupin, which didn't we already know? I had a feeling that we, we, we may have known it from the movies. I felt like there was something in the book that like indicated that there was something going on with the two of them before this. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think they haven't. I don't think they've really shared any scenes in this book. And in the last book, they were together for like advanced guard slash maybe the fight at the end. But they they never really showed anything there. I did like the part where they talked about how her hair turned back to like pink at the funeral. And I was like, oh, kind of inappropriate tonks. Like (laughs) we're in mourning. Can your hair be black? Like just tone it down. I think Dumbledore would have liked that her hair. There was a little more color in the world. Yeah. 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 Exactly that. He definitely would have, but it, uh, it, none of this matters. <laughs> okay. Um, my my uh, I have another note for this chapter, but it's okay. not a page note. Sure. Um, it, it's a sort of a thing we already kind of addressed, but my my it's a question. It is, uh, who's the huge blonde Death Eater? Did it in my because it made me think it was like the only blonde people that I know of in these books are the Malfoys, and they're like really really blonde. So it made me think is that like. Did Lucius drink all the ooze? <laughs> is it is this a super Lucius? Is he like there and nobody recognizes him because he's like he's too big and too too like bulked up? Yep. <laughs> I've been lifting in Azkaban, bruh. <laughs> it's their it's their distant cousin Jethro Malfoy. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like that uh have you seen the trailer for the new Bill and Ted movie? I have. Yes. It's like that shot where they go, they see their future selves and they're like in prison, all buffed out. Yep. Like, like they've been lifting too much. It's like that. Yes. So I just assumed it was like, it was one of those things. And I, I love the idea of buff, buff Lucius. I, I think, I think super shredder Lucius is like a really good idea. I would love to see that. That would be a really, that would be an interesting twist. Like, yes. oh shit. Lucius is back and he's he's ripped like he's huge he's he's bursting from his robes and somehow that makes his spells more powerful we don't know how it works it's magic anyway, that's the end of my notes for the, that chapter and mine as well which brings us to the final chapter of the book chapter 30 the white tomb my first note is page 637 hey I've got two on 637 Oh, well, my, I'm, I'm going to do mine first. Yeah, do yours first, because you know what mine is. The same thing. Go ahead. Yeah. Mine just says, so, so, th- is it, <laughs> it's just a comment. Sure. But my, my note just says, ugh, this Half-Blood Prince garbage is garbage. <laughs> it just feels so, like, unsatisfying. Like, so it was, it was Snape's mom's, it was his, it was his maternal family name. Yeah, his mom's surname. That's, so and that's why he called himself a prince. Yeah, because he didn't want to really be a Snape because he didn't like his dad. Because if you remember that memory, we saw the boy crying, the little Snape boy crying while the dad was being mean to the mom. Yeah, but like... So in his heart, he was more of a prince because he didn't want to be a Snape. Sure. But like, I'm saying like, for a guy who this entire, who we're, we're supposed to believe mm-hmm. is the same guy who was so ingenious in spell crafting and potion making. Mm-hmm. That somehow he couldn't transfer that creativity to n- name generation. Well, I mean, is is really sad. Okay, I mean, t- this is the wizards don't even have an internet, and this was you know like 
40 <laughs> years before the internet anyway. So, I mean, what's what he, he he didn't see all the clever names that are online now, so he wouldn't have known. Like, it's just a it's I guess it's not the worst handle, but it's also like really basic. I mean, I guess you could have done an anagram like Tom Riddle. I was thinking about that. Also forced, also stupid. Oh, okay. I am Lord Voldemort. What? <laughs> like, I've got an I and an am. Ooh, and a lord. What's left? Ugh. Ooh, what a what a vegetable or like, not vegetable, what a alphabet soup. Love uh, Tremo? That's not going to work. No. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> it, that's another one of those things where like, she clearly had the name Lord Voldemort first and then was like, Shit. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. How do I, how do I make it seem like, cause didn't I show you that? Did I send you that meme of somebody who did the same thing where it says like, I am a dildo lover and it's the same letters. (laughs) Yes, he did. Like, you know, he, he saw that when he was making his, like his anagrams, like he was like, Ooh, I'm going to go with, I am Lord Voldemort. (laughs) And just pretend like, I don't know how to <laughs> rearrange these letters. Geesh. Um, anyway, just like the idea that like she had to add this other line there where it was like, don't worry, Hermione's still right. And it's like, oh, that's my next uh, note. Oh, go for it. Um, the scene effectively oh. plays off to me like this. Um, I was sort of right. Yeah, it fits. No, fuck you, Harry. I was right. She brings it up twice, and he's just trying to be like, yeah, cool. No, I I, I see that. And she just keeps coming back to, I was right, Harry. And, and you know what he doesn't do? He doesn't go, hey, Hermione, I was right about Draco, and now Dumbledore's dead. So which one of us really had the better rightness that the other one should have paid attention to? You with your whole, it could have been a lady, or me being like, Draco is going to kill us. <laughs> I feel like it's a, there's a disparity in the value of those righteousnesses. She, she she seems to require a win here, and I don't think it's earned. It's yeah, it's so much of this book. It this book feels like it was written with a love potion, like it was it was forced to do things that just don't make sense. Okay, it shouldn't and it did it didn't want to do. And, like, if this book wakes up, it would be like, what am I? Why am I this way now? This was not where I... This is not where I thought I was. I'm going to go back home. I'm going to go back home to my family villa and forget I ever saw you, you this, you crazy person who took over me. That's exactly what this book is like. <laughs> this book is the Tom Riddle Sr. of books. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Like she's a genius. She put the metaphor right there for us to see. Do you hate this book? You're supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hate that. I hate that. Like fucking like reflexive attribution of genius to to this to her. Like I just don't see it. Like mm-hmm. it's almost like it fits in no matter where you want it. Like whatever whatever you say about the books, it's like people will just say back to you, "Yeah, it was planned and deliberate." And it's like, and that's, it's good for that? Like, I don't know. Anyway, what's your next note? 
Uh, my last note, 646. I have 640. Okay. It's a doozy. Oh, boy. Um, there's a line on page 640 where Harry has... It's this like moment where Harry's like reflecting on his opinion of Draco. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like he has this moment where he says something like he always... He, he has this like... Uh, he has like a change of heart where he's like, oh, I can just imagine Draco being forced to do things under the punishment of his parents being murdered by Lord Voldemort. How rough that must be for him. It's a very and mature then, observation. Right. But and that's why it doesn't really fit. Oh, absolutely. Cause he, cause, cause then he says that something like uh, he's always just like Draco for his, quote, infatuation with the dark arts. Mm-hmm. Bullshit. That has never been Harry's issue with Draco. Harry's issues with Draco have always stemmed from he's a bigot, he's an entitled privileged jerk who's a bully. He's been he's violently attacked Harry more than once. He seems to be scheming against Harry men in many different ways and has actively taken like actions to hurt people Harry cares about, Hagrid, um, you know, Hermione, etc. There's a rich background for why Harry and Draco do not get along. And she summarizes it here by insisting it has something to do with his infatuation with the dark arts. Can I go one further? Sure. Have we ever seen any indication that Draco has an infatuation with the dark arts? Only in that he is interested in the Death Eaters and he has a hand of glory. I mean, he was in that shop because his dad was in that shop. He's kind of interested in Death Eaters because his dad is in Death Eaters. I wouldn't say it's an infatuation. I say it's a regular kid who looks up to his dad. It just it's out of place. It doesn't make any sense. Like mm. again, is Harry Potter just stupid? Like I it doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make sense for this character to have gone through six books of this this conflict with this character, all of it pretty well done and justified to then boil it down to something that's erroneous. It, it's 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 just bad it's just bad man um I, I he even spent like this entire book like this book crusading against malfoy and then and and successfully like he's he's vindicated he's justified at the end for being a like a, a malicious arguably evil character you know he, he has that moment where like harry takes a really hard moment here to be like just this simple paragraph where he just, it just hit him basically like, I have a change of heart reader. I have sympathy now for Draco. And it's like, that doesn't make sense. Your character, this isn't, uh, you're implying all of these things that Harry's using as his evidence for his change of behavior are assumed. He's assuming that the reason Draco lowered his wand was because it was out of a, a sense of not wanting to do the wrong thing or one, or rather wanting to do the right thing. Right. He's assuming that Draco is being bullied and uh, pushed around by Voldemort. He has no evidence of that. I don't right. think at this point we kind of do, but he doesn't. Right. Um, so it's like, it's really out of place and just doesn't seem to make any, it doesn't make sense to me for that. Um, but somehow he's like, also like Draco's instrumental in Dumbledore's death. Like, demonstrably, observably, Harry was the only witness to it. And he's forgiving him? But for Draco, Dumbledore would be alive. Yeah. It's it's just... It's... It feels so forced. Mm -hmm. 
this whole book has these chapters, or not chapters, these paragraphs. You can find these little paragraphs that feel like they were rewrite editions all on their own. Like these little, like, perfect little, like, like patchwork paragraphs. And this is one of them. And it is aggravating to read because it feels so it feels so obvious like it's if it, it's like when like neo sees the matrix and he's mm-hmm. like oh that's what this is that's what this feels like it's like i can see the like the 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 stitches that like sew this paragraph into this page because it doesn't belong there anyway that's that's it i don't have any more notes so it's all on you now i have what but one last note 646 <clears throat> Mimi. <laughs> and so ends an epic and enduring romance for the ages. Poets will weep, and minstrels shall break their lutes. For what is the point of life if so ends the love of Harry and Jenny? Yet another tacked on element. I mean, that. I thought they were going to be forever, man. They were always together. I love that part where she's like. Don't you remember how I couldn't even speak around you? That's 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 it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the uh, Harry Potter and Jenny romance. I don't know. Maybe it's like I've seen that whole like Spider-Man bullshit, like that Batman shit in the past. This whole like I can't be with anybody because somebody's out to get me trope. Yep. So it doesn't surprise me that it's here. Yep. It doesn't have any weight. Nope. And it's tacked on to a relationship that was unjustified from the start. Yes. So it just, or at least unexplored. I'll even give it the benefit of the doubt in saying it could be justified. Like I've talked in the past about how I understand how like shared trauma can bind people in certain ways. The, uh, clearly the second book was a big deal in both of their lives. Like the events of that book were, was huge for both of them. Formative, you know, things. And it does have, there are like in those little bits about Ginny has a crush on Harry, Mm -hmm. but Harry has no interest in her until this book. Right. Um, Which is fine. I guess it makes sense, but it just, I guess it's realistic. Like I can imagine that would happen. It just, the amount of just knowing that they end up together in the, in the future scenes. uh, I'm waiting for that to be explained. I don't fucking care. Whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it won't be just a handful of references and longing glances in the seventh book. Not to mention a creepy, creepy-ass stalker element. I'm sure that won't come up at all. It's only 750 pages. 759. Yep. <laughs> Do you have another note? I'm done with my notes. You're done with your notes? Well, that was the book wrap party. <laughs> um, oh, uh, we had fun. I don't know what to say. Like, it's it's just something about it that feels so unsatisfying. I think... I mean, come on. Clearly. It's only a prelude to the real story, which is gonna... It's gonna be so satisfying on that last book. How many thousands of pages have we read of Harry Potter at this point? Upwards of two? Maybe, maybe approaching three? It's gotta be closer to over three. Like... This book, this oh, book shit, is seven hundred right. pages, right? Yeah. This one book is seven hundred pages. We've yeah. already read, so that's yeah. we're. Cl- if you throw in the first book with this book, you get over a thousand. I'm that's sure. That's true. So then, if you take the last book, which was a little bit bigger, maybe maybe equal size as this book, mm-hmm. throw throw Chamber of Secrets on top of that, 
2000. Oh, five? No, five was, was the biggest, I think. In, no, 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 six. This is, oh, no, no, you're right. No, you, no. When you said the last one, I thought you meant seven for a second. So you're talking about five. You're right. Five is the biggest. So you put five and a Chamber of Secrets together, you're over 2,000. Yep. Uh, Four and three, 2,000. Four and three thousand. are not small. No, yeah, that's, they're not that's small. We're over 3,000 pages. You're over 3,000 just, just there, like probably closer to three, three, five. It's, 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 it's reasonable to say that by the end of this, it will be 4,000 pages. Oh yeah. I think that's, that's very reasonable. Um, so like it does kind of have that feeling where I don't feel like we're on the precipice of a climax. I don't feel like we're on like, or the road to resolution. So, so much is a prism. I feel like we are on, on like, I feel like we have just finished the prequels and that sucks. Like it's, I'll use this comparison and it's not entirely fair because I haven't read the books, but when you talk about watching like the game of Thrones series, it changes a lot. Like characters evolve. There are things that, like they, they stop being around. There are new characters and it's, and that's not the part that I think that is important to compare these two with. It's just the first thing I thought of, but the, uh-huh. the, the thing about the, at least the show and as a guide through those story, that story is, what what keeps you engaged is that the world actually unfolds like a flower. Like it starts out with this like little bit of information in this small space and then it blossoms into this larger, more complex, interesting, magical world. Like it 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 it, it just evolves. These stories and it, it kind of feels justified in, mm-hmm. in those stories. In this series, it kind of feels like it's like trying to catch up with its own popularity. Like it feels like it has a responsibility because of how it was, how the successful, the first book was, it has a responsibility to the expectations of the audience to be a thrilling adventure story that is continually topping itself. But the way it's topping itself is like, it's like if you went to, like uh like a frozen yogurt place Mm -hmm. and you get to the like the the toppings bar and you just start putting everything on it and it just like they don't fit they don't make sense like gummy bears and whoppers probably aren't going to be like a thing you want to eat together but they're both you're not my daughter but yes i would not (laughs) i'm right right so it's like that or it's like you know um it's like uh nerds or like uh like smarties with like you know cookies and cream or like chocolate or chocolate or cookie dough rather cookie dough those flavors are gonna contrast in your mouth and it's gonna be awkward that's what this book feels like it's like i i think this is looks this this element of the story is unique and flavorful and brightly colored all on its own and i will put it exactly in the same spot as this other completely different an equally individually tasty, brightly colored, flavorful thing. But when you smash them together, it's like orange juice and toothpaste. <laughs> like yep. it's just fucking wrong. And and it that's the feeling I get when I read them is it just doesn't fit. There's this thread of shit that should fit. Like Harry Harry's like progression with being Dumbledore's student is like still progressing well but all the shit around it is like too much. Mm-hmm. Like I like the, I, I'm, I, I got, I'm excited to read this next book only because I want to know, I want to be reminded about 
what the how the Deathly Hallows play into this thing, because the Horcruxes are the thing that I remember the most. Sure. That's not entirely true. What I remember the most about this next movie is a lot of weird walking yeah. and like like listly looking out into horizons. Some barren, some barren, uh, more, yeah. more land. Yeah. Horizons too. And, and just sort of like, and this sort of like sad feeling where everybody's just getting more and more bummed. Yep. <laughs> and like, it's like, it's like the worst parts of the Lord of the Rings movies where you're just like, so are they ever going to succeed? <laughs> like, <laughs> is there ever going to be a, a, a narrative plot point where we get a little bit of relief? No. Where are the, does the Deathly Hallows have ints? No. Like, it doesn't and have it anything like that. it also doesn't like have that. hobbits getting high in Isengard. It might yes. have... There's some attempts at, at, at comedic reliefs. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're going to love them. Like Daniel Radcliffe dancing awkwardly? No. No. That's another thing I remember. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh... My big takeaway from everything you just said, though, was... Uh... You haven't read Game of Thrones. <laughs> Seasons 8 through 14. Yeah, I feel like it should I feel like it should be a thing where we if we if we do something after this, it should be a series that's been completed. Yeah. <laughs> or a standalone. Or a standalone that you get to like, pick. Oh, that's sweet. I've made I you, I've made this. you I've traumatized you with this for long enough. No, I mean this was this was a mutual choice. This like, is true. Um, I, I certainly but, didn't slip you any kind of read potion. But you know, since you insist, I guess we should go out and find copies of Twilight. Piece of shit. Hey, man, it's you can have Twilight or you can have uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to read about figging. <laughs> Oh, you know what you've done there. What? You've hit my button, Doug. I'm going to regret it. What is figging? It's a new word alert. (laughs) Fucker. (laughs) Now Uh, that was how you plan. (laughs) And (laughs) plan. Uh, figging is this, if you've read the, if you've read, uh, the Fifty Shades of Grey, which I haven't, uh-huh. <laughs> um, I'm fairly certain I, at I one read point it for the articles. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm fairly certain that I've seen a screen capture where they talk about figging. Figging is, okay, so this is a mature podcast for mature adults, so if you're not a mature adult who listens to mature podcasts, you should turn off this mature podcast because it's only for mature adults. Right. So, uh, you've had your warning. Here we go. Figging is the act of putting a, of inserting a shaved ginger root into someone's anus. Where do I begin? With, well, with the butt. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Why? Why fig? Um, why why figging? Why ginger? Why not a fig? Well, I don't have an answer to that, but I, I know I have an answer to what I believe um 
is the is the why do it um I, I as far as i understand there's this it's a because gingers are spicy and your uh the membranes in your anus are very thin and they're very absorbent so you can get a lot of like you know you can you can Sensation. absorb a lot of things it's it's this hot tingly sensation as far as i understand is what happens inside and uh, and and some kind of menthol cream wouldn't do it it has to be ginger I think it's the mix of the solid object taking up space and the action of the bits of ginger being tingly. It's like a, it's, it's a whole, it's, it's, <laughs> if it was, if it was going in your mouth, I'd call it mouth feel. Okay. Okay. So, but it's the opposite. Sure. Sure it is. Um, but figging. I don't know why it's called like that. even figgy pudding, which famously has no figs, also only has a sousson of ginger. It's mostly candied fruit and nuts and brandy and sugars and things and suet. Lots of suet. No, no. I mean, there's ginger, but just as much you could candied lemon peel. What the fuck? Why figging? Why? That's my big problem with this. Why not gingering? Why not a ginger spike? Call it a ginger spike. That sounds great. I like that. I can get behind that. I can get in front of that. I mean, anybody who anybody who figs gets behind it. <sighs> I don't have an answer for you about why it's called that. I. That's that's my big offense. Also, and you know, the perfect it's perfectly good ginger or was perfectly good ginger. You're not going to use that, right? You're not going to. Well, I mean, it's still perfectly. This is the use. You can't. People aren't going to chop it up and use it, right? For food? They, no, but they no, but this this is the use they intended for it. They went out of their way and got this ginger for that purpose. What if you got like one of those Reed's ginger ale that has like seventeen grams of ginger per bottle and butt chugged it? Would that be fig sipping? Um, I mean, ostensibly no, because you're inventing that now. So why, not? why not? Why not? Why not? Why not fucking call it fig sipping? Because you're not actually fucking doing figging it. was invented. Well, I, maybe, maybe I'm the next. Maybe I should write Fifty Shades of Fig. Yeah, I mean, do it. <laughs> makes, it makes me mad. I'm sorry that it makes you mad. Why figs? Uh, Ginger spike, way not, better, way better. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure. That, I'm sure there's plenty of resources online to figure out why it's called what it's called. Why did we bring this up? Fifty Shades of Grey screenshot. Yeah, but I don't remember why. <laughs> Books we might I mean, read. Oh, you don't yeah. want to read about figging, and I clearly I, no, don't. I don't have a problem. No, that's what you said to me. You said you don't want to read about figging. Oh, What's figging? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And I, I clearly I, don't yes. want to read about that now. No, you it, don't. It offends. <laughs> Only by the name. Yeah. The practice. The practice. Oh. Not at all a problem. Shove whatever you like up your butt, as long as you are enthusiastic and consensual and well informed. Uh, but clearly, you're not if you're calling it a fig, because it ain't. I mean, I think it's fair to say at this point you're the one who's uninformed. I, I have a good eye. I can see a fig by daylight. Sure, but you didn't know what it was today. This is your first exposure to figging. So like it's not maybe my, I there's mean, a really I've been good around reason. the fig block, let me tell you. I've I've had plenty of figs inside me. Yes, but you've never had you've never been figged. <laughs> and please don't tell people you have because 
and don't walk around going like holding a bag of of you know figs or prunes and being like oh i'm just figging it up today <laughs> i'm taking it back we're calling Figging doesn't belong to people who shove ginger roots up their butts. It belongs to me, a guy who likes to be regular. In in more ways than one. Words matter, people. Worst That's podcast. all I'm saying. Um, Did you have any other new words? No, not at all. Okay. I didn't expect to have a new word. No, I know. I, I, I loved it. I loved it. It was good. Um... No, I, so I guess next week we'll try to do movie commentary. I think we shall. If you like Death Readers, go to our Patreon and become a patron and check out our uh, movie commentaries. You know, they're I, good. I believe I still have to get up four and five. Five's done. Four is the one that's... I need to find the audio for it so I can put them together. Yes, send it to me so I can edit it or I can review it. Yes. Please. I will. Because it's so important. We have so many people Patreoning us. It's a high demand. Sincerely, if you want to hear it, though, we put them up there. We do them. Yep. They're out there. They are. Um, You got anything else? I have nothing else. I don't either. I'm exhausted. These books. Um, all right. Well, um, if you've listened this far through all of these podcasts, thanks for you know doing it. Uh, we have one book left and we'll see what we go, where we go from there. Um, it's, uh, it's been, it's so far, even at this point, it's been quite a journey. So we appreciate those of you who do listen from every corner of the world where you do. That's, that's the end of the episode. Uh, I'm Doug. I'm Rob. Thanks for listening. Thank you. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. These reviews help new listeners find us and join the discussion. Follow us on Twitter and like our new Facebook page for Death Readers News. Become a patron at Patreon slash Death Readers. And please discuss us extensively on Reddit. Is there a car outside your... Aero, aeroplane. Aeroplane? We can wait. They like to land on the lake when it's sunny. There's sounds of children outside in my backyard, and I don't think they're in my backyard. I think they're in my neighbor's yard, so I don't have any right to be like, shut the fuck up. But I do hate them. I hate them too. For you. Um, hopefully you can't hear them, but I can hear them. <laughs> <laughs>